support staff. He liked to perch on the edge of Tessa's desk in particular, and the other agency analysts and staffers teased her about his attention. They also warned her of the dangers of dating a field agent, particularly one like Diego Nash, who had a serious 007 complex. As if she needed their warning. Nash sat on her desk because he liked her little bowl of lemon mints, and because she called him tall, dark, and egotistical, right to his perfect cheekbones, and refused to take him seriously. Right now, though, she was in his world, and she was taking him extremely seriously. Right now, his usually warm eyes were cold and almost flat-looking, as if part of him were a million miles away. We do nothing, Nash told Tess. You go home. I can help. He'd already dismissed her. You'll help more by leaving. I've done the training, she informed him, blocking his route back to the bar. I've got an application in for a field agent position. It's just a matter of time before... Nash shook his head. They're not going to take you. They're never going to take you. Look, Bailey, thanks for the ride, but... Tess, she said. He had a habit of calling the support staff by their last names. But tonight, she was here, in the field. And they are too going to take me. Brian Underwood told me... Brian Underwood was stringing you along because he was afraid you would quit, and he needs you on support. You'll excuse me if I table this discussion on your lack of promotability and start focusing on the fact that my partner is about to... I can get a message to Decker, Tess pointed out. No one in that bar has ever seen me before. Nash laughed in her face. Yeah, what? Are you going to walk over to him with your freckles and your Sunday church picnic clothes? These aren't Sunday church picnic clothes. They were running into work on a Friday night at 10.30 to pick up a file clothes. Jeans, sneakers, T-shirt. T-shirt. Tess looked back down the hall toward the bar, toward the ordering station where the waitresses came to pick up drinks and drop off empty glasses. You stand out in this shithole as much as I do wearing this suit, Nash told her. More. If you walk up to Decker looking the way you're looking... There was a stack of small serving trays right there by the bartender's cash register. He's my friend, too, Tess said. He needs to be warned, and I can do it. No. Finality rang in his voice. Just walk out the front door, Bailey, get back into your car, and... Tess pulled off her T-shirt, took off her bra, and handed both to him. What message should I give him? she asked. Nash looked at her, looked at the shirt and wispy lace of bra dangling from his hand, looked at her again, looked at her. Jeez, Bailey. Tess felt the heat in her cheeks as clearly as she felt the coolness from the air conditioning against her bare back and shoulders. What should I tell him? She asked Nash again. Damn, he said, laughing a little bit. Okay, okay. He stuffed her clothes into his jacket pocket. Except you still look like a Sunday school teacher. Tess gave him a disbelieving look and an outraged noise. I do not. For God's sake, she was standing here half-naked. But he reached for her, unfastening the top button of her jeans and unzipping them. Hey! She tried to pull back, but he caught her. Don't you watch MTV? he asked, folding her pants down so that they were more like hip-huggers, his fingers warm against her skin. Her belly button was showing now, as well as the top of her panties, the zipper of her jeans precariously half-pulled down. Yeah, in all my limitless free time. You could use some lipstick. 
Nash stepped back and looked at her critically, then, with both hands, completely messed up her short hair. He stepped back and looked again. That's a little better. Gee, thanks. Message, she said. Tell Decker to stay put for now, Nash ordered. They're not going to hit him inside. Don't tell him that. He knows. That's what I'm telling you. You understand? Tess nodded. I'm going to make a perimeter circuit of this place, he continued. I'll meet you right back here. No, in the ladies' room. In ten minutes. Give the message to Deck. Be brief. Don't blow it by trying to tell him too much. Then get your ass in the ladies' room and stay there until I'm back. Is that clear? Tess nodded again. She'd never seen this Nash before, this order-barking, cold-bloodedly decisive commander. She'd never seen the Nash he'd become in the car on the way over here before, either. After she'd made that first phone...